Okay. Ready? Okay. Yes. Hi, Sash and Lainey. I don't know how to sleep with a man. <laughs> Shit, girl. <laughs> she goes right in. <laughs> a lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Oh, want to know what I've learned today? What? Or in the last week? What? Um... Let me try this right now. Hold on. I feel like you're going to be a dick, but because you're sometimes not supportive in my endeavors to learn Cantonese, stand by. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Oh, but you're probably going to boot sure. me in the cluster for your sister. Sai sao gan hai pindoa. What oh, does that mean? That's pretty good. Yeah. Where's the bathroom? Yeah. Hold on. More. Uh, hold on. Was that a recording or did Melee you? ga. Okay. You didn't get what that was? Yeah, you said meh, like, ah. Uh, yeah, hold on. Which is, what's that? Ne jung jung ya. Do you like it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stand by. Well, how are you learning this? Hold on, I want to give me a good one. Oh, I'm really good at ma yeah. Okay. What? What? Ma yeah. Uh, you should say ah at the end of that. But yeah. Well, no, no, that's when I get comfortable right now. Mho yisi. Okay. Sorry. No, you don't like. Excuse me. Yeah. 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 See, I'm learning. Learning phrases. How are you learning? A fucking shitty app. I, nobody in, um, like, everyone wants to learn Mandarin. No one wants to learn Cantonese. Mm -hmm. So trying to find, like, a one of those, like, online. Anyway, that, that's it. That's what I, I learned today. I want to learn Mandarin, but... Okay. Anyway, sorry. Let's start this podcast. What are we talking about? Yes. Go. Okay. So I, I mean, I don't find celebrity pregnancies exciting, but no, this one was, maybe it's because we're all in lockdown and I don't know. No. You know what? I'm just going to say it. It's because these two are just so fucking pretty. <laughs> yes. 100%. They're just so fucking pretty that, yeah, Gigi and, and Zane are pregnant or Gigi is pregnant. And she and Zane are expecting. Yes, which is kind of came out of nowhere. I know that we knew that they were back together, but they have been on the DL. And now she's 20 weeks pregnant, which I actually have no idea what that means. 20 weeks is four, eight, 12. What is that? Almost four months. <laughs> wow. Do I have four, to do math eight, right now? 12, Wait, 20 divided 20. by four is five. Five months oh, okay. pregnant. So okay. that is second trimester, right? Okay. So she is in it. She's in it to win it at this point. Um, so, so yeah, Gigi and Zane are having a baby anyway. Yes. So my interest in it, well, I'm obsessed with them because I'm obsessed with looking at them. They are beautiful. That pillow I don't talk wanna... video, I couldn't stop watching it because I was like, how is, how uh, the human brain likes pretty things and my human brain liked that. I care very little about baby news and pregnancies, as you just said. Um, I don't want to take the attention away from uh, Gigi and Zane. But have you seen Shay Mitchell and Matt Babel's baby? I have never seen anything more beautiful in my life. Like, it's shocking. And I was like, oh, I don't, sorry. I, you know, they're both Canadian and we 
have them near and dear to heart, but I don't really care about them, nor do I follow them. But I saw a picture of their baby and I was like, oh, all you want to like, I was transfixed on how beautiful this kid is. So I feel like I will be the same way when fucking Gigi pops out like a supermodel. Well, you know, I used to have a theory that, you know, my theory like that, you know, beautiful plus beautiful is equals ugly. (laughs) And yeah, (laughs) but I, I, I feel like Gigi and Zane's baby is, first of all, Gigi and Zane together. Uh, Zane is gorgeous. Listen, not to say all mixed children are beautiful <laughs> because I'm mixed, but mixed children, you can do no wrong. You can mix a whole batch of lots of cultures and they all turn out pretty spectacular. Um, yes, you are biracial, uh-uh. Sasha, and mm-hmm. uh, you are stunning. Um, That's not where I was going. I was just saying mixed babies <laughs> typically defy the hot plus hot equals ugly. But, and I fucking love Gigi's whole look. Like I, mm. I fucking love Gigi's face. I love Gigi's yes. everything. I, and then them together, I can't. And, it, and also, well, also I'm perverted. So I also think that like <laughs> whatever they do to make the baby works for me too. Oh, yeah. Um, like again, that pillow talk video was you didn't hate it no oh my god i love that song i, I love, love that song. i love those i love looking at Gigi's face again yes i really try to stay clear from like obsessing over really beautiful people but you can't with with her no. she is just and she's fucking nice and she's athletic and she is um she's seemingly so nice. one of the good ones seemingly one of the good ones yeah. very nice she's so nice yeah um yeah. and also i think that Uh, this is one of those like love stories where, you know, they were together and everybody's like, oh my God, mind blown. This is like the cutest, hottest couple. And then they broke up and then they got back together and then they got, wait, then they broke up again, right? Yeah. Then they They broke broke up up again and they got back together, what, like three months ago or so? Mm -hmm. And now they're having a baby. Anyway. um, Oh, I wonder if that would be interesting to know if they got back together because they had like a, like a, like one night. a one night and they yeah. were like, oh, well, we might as well do that. Cause I would like to know the time frame of that. Gossip brain, what is the time frame? Did they get together three months ago? Which means she would have been pregnant before they officially got back together. No, it was around it was around Christmas, like the holidays, because I remember his mom was like making yes that recipe or something. Or yeah, she yeah. was no, she was make she was cooking a recipe from his mom. You're right. Yeah. So that is what around the time, like, yeah, they would have gotten pregnant around the holidays. Right. So pre coronavirus holiday when the world, sex. Yeah. Yeah. Holiday sex. And when the world was right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so probably like, yeah, holiday sex makes a, um, I know this because that's when I was born. I was born in September, September, the end mm. of September. And that's like Christmas sex makes a September, end of September baby. Oh, okay. So yeah. there you go. We're like when they when we're out have, of this, they could have the same birthday as me. And well, Serena, fingers Williams. crossed. Oh, you're a Serena Williams. When Serena, Serena Williams. Williams is my birthday <gasps> twin, and it's like the best birthday twin to have. Do you know that my um, birthday twin uh, is Elvis by day? Okay, so we're not birthday twins, but we're like birthday almost okay, twins. And I know that's not okay. That's, that's nothing. Fine. <laughs> I just wanted to meet you somewhere and also talk about Wait, Elvis because I know you love Elvis. is there a celebrity who has January 3rd as a birthday? Yes. Who? I don't know. People, though, for sure. But you haven't looked into which I – these are things I don't care about, but Can do you I do just that? look it up then? Yes. Okay, wait. Yeah. I feel like there's some 
Um, somebody notable? Um, because yeah, I that's my challenge. I always challenge people beat Serena Williams as my birthday twin, and nobody can bring it. I mean, I guess Beyonce. If your birthday yeah. is like September fourth, yes, I think that would trump Serena. But go, mm, give me it's mine. Close, and you know, I anyway. Okay, here we go. Famous people born January third. Oh no, Sashi. Oh, eat shit. Who? Like Ray Romano. No, just the first photo <laughs> that came up was not good. I'm not even going to tell you. It's going to break your heart. Oh, you know what? You're going to love this. You're going to love this. Who? You are going to love this. Greta Thunberg. There you go. Okay. I think she wasn't the tiny... first photo that pu- pulled up, but then as I scrolled, I found and then. No, wait. Good. Before before you shit and poo-poo on my birthday, mm-hmm. I think I win for having a teenage world leader, savior, savior of our earth. I think that beats fucking Serena Williams. Okay. Um, Who's the shitty one on my birthday? No, I'm not going to tell you. It's going to ruin it for you. No, no, do it. No. You know what else I will tell you is you do have it. a member of Blackpink. Not okay. our favorite, like not our favorite member, because I think we both like Lisa the most, right? Or yes. Jenny. I like- go back. Go um, back to the shitty person. Is it like Stalin or something horrible? No. <laughs> Stalin. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. I'll just show you on camera so that we don't have to say it out loud, okay? Okay. <laughs> oh, God. It's Mel Gibson. That's actually Stalin. Yes. A.K.A. Stalin. <laughs> Fuck. Well, with no, the good, Greta Thunberg. Greta the Thunberg. Yes, yes. Okay. I'm happy with that. I'm sweating like a motherfucker. <laughs> okay, should we get started on our questions for this week? Yes, you're reading. And let's, can I just also Wait, say- Wait, let me just sore. take a breath and a sniffle and a, a vape. <laughs> and a drink. Oh my God. This is my favorite. If I could be in the same vicinity as you right now, it would be great. I love a, a tipsy lady. Um, okay, but before we start, I do want to say that we apologize for the audio last week. It was pretty fucking garbage, so um, bear with us. We really tried to make this week better, so fingers crossed. All right. Oh. Why Ready? are you like this right now? <laughs> I really do wish we were together right now. I know. <laughs> okay. Ready? Okay. Yes. Hi, Sash and Lainey. I don't know how to sleep with a man. <laughs> Shit, girl. <laughs> she goes right in. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. All right. All right. I need to pull it together. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is this is why I don't read these ahead of time because I want my you like- reaction to be pure. Yes. Okay. Hi, Sasha and Lainey. <laughs> I don't know how to sleep with a man with no muscle. I sound horribly shallow and I want to change, but I don't know if it's even possible to change. I've been talking to this guy for a couple months now and he's great. He's talkative, has great energy, and is exactly my type. Face-wise, he continuously sends me shirtless pics, but I'm repulsed. I don't like the type of chest hair he has, and I really don't like that he has no muscles on his abs or arms. I don't know if I'm repulsed because I've never slept with a guy with no muscle or if it just means he's not 100% my type. This isn't the first time this has happened. A while back, I met another guy with a great face and personality, but his naked body wasn't toned. It turned me off so hard that I faked having stomach cramps when he was about to slip on the condom. I backed out and I'm scared if I proceed with this new guy that the same will happen. Is there a way I can change or will I have to ghost him like the previous guy? Okay. I need to understand, like, what's no muscle? Like, just kind of, like, lanky and skinny? 
that's what I'm going to guess. It's not like he was born without muscle mass. So it's probably just someone, she keeps on saying toned. So it's obviously someone who is not like your quintessential fit model. Right. Um, what, what's your, what's your take? No, you go first. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Of course I'm supposed to go first on this one. Look, what was her name? Do we know what her name nope. is? Okay. Um, I think there comes a time where you have to, um, try something different, right? Like you're single, you've gone through a whole bunch of people, maybe, um, they haven't worked out for a certain reason, but we, we tend to rely a lot on physical appearance and they end up being a lot of, it ends up being a lot of make it or break it, right? Like, oh, like it's like a Seinfeld. It's like, oh, I didn't like the person's hands. So I just like couldn't be with them. And I understand it to a certain extent because we do all have types. And we're attracted to what we're attracted to. But if the guy's got a good face and he's nice um, and you haven't ever been with someone who is like has very limited muscle mass, I feel like you should at least give it a go. She hasn't done anything with him yet, right? The last guy she ditched because she just like was not attracted to him, but she hasn't been with this guy in any sexual way so far, right? No, she hasn't. So she keeps saying she's repulsed. Repulsed is a really hardcore word, yeah. which makes me which which makes me question our writer more than the guy that she is talking about. I'm sort of like, why are you so like you shouldn't be repulsed by somebody who doesn't have quote unquote, a perfect body that just sort of that kind of signals some red flags to me. Um, and our writer also says that she doesn't want to be like this. So I just feel like she has some like deep rooted physical appearance issues that I feel like she might want to work with. And this would be the perfect example or perfect time to explore that, to explore why those feelings are coming up and maybe give somebody a chance. Well, I think that um, or am I being too sweet and cute about it? Like, do you just, or do you just like ditch people and go to the next one if they aren't your physical type? I'm really, I mean, uh, we've said before, you like what you like, right? So what cranks you, what, what cranks you is what cranks you. And yet, like, I guess we have to- I'm stumbling on this because I'm not the kind of person who likes muscled people. Like, I'm not, like. I know that what, who is the, I was going to say John Cena or is that his name? Like I would, who John Cena? Yeah. Like John Cena is the, right. Would you be repulsed by that though? Let's say John Cena had Yasik's face, but had his body, which is like incredibly muscular, which isn't your thing, which is definitely not my thing. Wouldn't you still be curious enough to give it a go? Or would you be like, oh my God. I I will say it almost repulses me. Like I, that's where I'm going with this. You know, there are. You know, when you watch, I don't know, some shit like um, the typical scene from like a, a strip Like a club. muscle show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the women are going fucking crazy over yes. like the beefcake. That doesn't yeah. do it for me at no. all. Like I, I don't like a big chest. I'd rather a dude have like a flat chest. Okay. That, so for instance, people, yeah. So John Cena types or even Chris Hemsworth. Not even my you thing. You couldn't do a Chris. Okay, I could sorry. do a fucking, of course I could do a Chris Hemsworth, but I'm saying that like if I had to create 
the ideal body type, male body type for me, it wouldn't be Chris Hemsworth's body. And everybody looks to Chris Hemsworth's body as that like that the as the ideal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. That, again, but that's I but, like leaning I like lean and lanky. Okay. So I hope you like that Yasik who's gonna be listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> We've Yasek called you to lean me and has lanky. like a perfect frame. And yeah, like he's not but he has also, muscle. I will say that if I were, you know what this writer is repulsed by? I'm attracted to. For instance, the first thing, the, prefer, the first visual who popped in my mind, the way she described him is Timothy Chalamet. I'm all Oof. about Timothy, right? No. The face is no. there. No, I'm saying no. He has no muscle. Lady, he doesn't even have a quad. He is very, <laughs> very slim. I'm Listen, all about and, that. I, and I say that I every guy, not every guy, but like two of my long term relationships have been with men who have skinnier legs than me. Currently, my husband <laughs> has legs I would die for. I I don't. That's not what I would typically choose. That's what I ended up with. There you go. My so my point being to our reader is like, and especially now, there's so many garbage people out there on the dating scene that sure, I guess you could find the ideal face and body to match. But how about if their personality sucks? And that's just what I go back to. If you're looking for something long-term, then you kind of have to trial some other things that are out of your um, out of your zone sometimes. And I think that's what I want to encourage a writer. A, she doesn't like that she's being such like a, like a judgy bitch about this guy. And she's single and he's nice and has a nice face. Like, why not at least give it a go? I will say- and like. Go, uh, give it a well, go. And, and? And, and she and she also pulled the plug on the last dude who she was repulsed by their body type. Listen, I'm not saying like, I'm not forcing her into sex. I'm just saying at least give it a go. What else do you have to lose? You're already repulsed. Maybe you will be less repulsed after it. And Is that also, bad advice? <laughs> well, no, that's a great, that's great advice because all the guys that she's ever slept with are muscly. Muscly. Mm-hmm. And... Clearly, it didn't work out, girl. Exactly. So, exactly. Um, and yet, I mean, if she's about to puke, like she's using really strong language. Listen, I think that's a little bit over the top. Even if I was next, if I was like having to get down with Timothy Chalamet, and that is not that is as close as, as to repulsed as I would get. I would not want to like, I wouldn't vomit. I wouldn't fucking tap out of the, like the potential sex. I would be like, eh, okay, let's see how that goes. Oh my God. Remember the face alone. Exactly. And this guy that she's dating has, has a good a face. face. Yeah. Fuck. I would, if I had to choose, what would you choose? Face over body. I would always choose face. I would always choose face. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, do we, I, I, so that's, that's kind of my advice is just to, um, I mean, let us know if we've missed something. Let us know about what's so grotesque about this body that maybe we're not understanding. But our advice, I think, Lady, we are in agree. We agree that she should give it a go. Yes, one hundred percent. I think we should open our minds to all different kinds of body types. I agree. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, next yes. question. Hi, Sasha and Lainey. My question is about setting boundaries around triggering discussions. After many, many years of living with an eating disorder, I got some help and have been living in recovery ever since. Since the beginning of the COVID-19 crisis, I've been struggling more than usual. Stress, uncertainty, change in routine. I've reached out to my support system and even found some great new resources. It's been really difficult, but I'm taking it one day at a time and focusing on my successes. One of the biggest triggers for me has been all the talk about food, eating, and weight gain. I don't have any social media presence, so I've avoided a lot of the memes and whatever, but I do have some friends who bring it up over text and FaceTime, not in person. I usually ignore it and move on to something else. However, my coworkers, most of whom are middle-aged women, will not stop talking about it. I've just muted the first 10 minutes of any conference call with them because I know they're just talking about food and weight. I know it's only going to get worse once we actually all have to work together in the same space again. I don't want to police anyone's conversations or invalidate people's genuine concerns, but I'm also not feeling strong enough to hear that shit. I also don't want anyone in my business. I'm a private person at work and I'm not close to my coworkers. There's so much misinformation about disordered eating out there and many of them are from the generation that normalized it. I don't want to be in the position of educating them. How do you guys recommend bringing it up in a work setting in a way that doesn't draw too much attention to it? Is that possible? I've tried to say things like, let's all be thankful we have enough to eat because food scarcity is a real concern for a lot of people. But that usually turns into, I wish that was me jokes. Do I just need to tell them it affects me and ask them to be more mindful? Thanks so much for any thoughts and advice. C. Okay, C. Well, this is a great question. Um, this is a great question. And I imagine that, I think I just, yeah, I just read an article about how, um, in the lockdown during the pandemic, um, comparison culture is like even more pronounced than it, it had, like it was before, you know, yeah. before it was already a problem when you're seeing people and their homes and their like, and their bodies and their lives on social yes. media. And you're like, why don't I have that? And now it's almost worse because the only way to communicate with people is like, Zoom or FaceTime or whatever, totally. and you're seeing into people's homes. And and more and more people are just spending their time on social media. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> like whatever they're showing you, if you're Zooming, is the best state. Well, well it, for the most part. I mean, some people don't make their bed when they like do their thing, which I think was – But like Charlie Puth was really hilarious when he did that yes. thing and his bed <laughs> yeah. was made. I was like, good for you, right? Yeah. But, but it's usually the best corner of their home. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. Even like for, so I've been shooting our shows from home and my backdrop is just like my living room and whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I have black leather couches and, um, this gold coat that is my winter jacket. You've seen my winter jacket. Oh, I see it. Yeah. Which I have not taken off the hook and there are people who are like, what an ugly jacket or what an ugly couch. And I'm like, okay, well, what am I supposed to say? Now there are these like, um, websites that rate celebrity. Stop. Yeah, they they rate celebrity living rooms. Anyway, not like, listen, we've rated people's outfits, so. um, Sure, sure, that's fair. But I get it. 
we're for civilians and this comparison culture, it's it's getting really it's getting really hard. And then when you're having conversations with colleagues who are constantly talking about food, yeah, and you already have um and if this, you know, C already has a history with disordered eating, then of course, like how how is she gonna protect herself? Yeah, I mean, this is I I, I love this question because it really just reminds you that this is a hard time for so many people and for so many different reasons. And I think um, I, I will get to our colleagues in a second, but I think that people just kind of are wrapped up in their own stresses and their own lives in isolation that they're not actually thinking about how people are, are struggling in, in the different ways that they are. And um, disordered eating has obviously been in a lot of articles. I actually just read something, I think like two weeks ago, I don't know, recently in time, they were talking about this. So I would encourage C to read that because in that article, um, there are, they link to a bunch of different sites and social media sites um, that are offering like free therapy for people with eating disorders and like outreach groups and stuff like that. And I know that C isn't on social media, but at least she could read this time article and the articles, there's tons of articles out there right now. And to find that support, because I think that is going to be the first line of defense is to know that other people are feeling the same way and um, getting that support right away, I think is going to be what's super crucial for her. Um, but yeah, like I hear, I even feel bad about it, right? Like everyone's talking about the COVID-15, like, you know, gaining that 15 pounds while we're all in isolation and everyone's posting their bread pictures and talking about working out or not working out. It's like, it's a little bit overwhelming, right? And not only is this the comparison culture, it's also feels like a lot of pressure that lots of people will be talking about. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing to make use of your time right now? It's like a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot for people to take in. So I would encourage C to um, get that get that support from people that are in the same place and see what they are doing to make it better for them. When it comes to her colleagues. I think that maybe one of the first paths she can take is talking to the person in HR um, and maybe tell that person her qualms and and see if that person can do the dirty work for her. Because I don't necessarily know if, um, especially because C is, really wants to keep these things personal, I don't think she needs or should be forced to or has to, as she said, educate these people mm-hmm. on what is appropriate work behavior. Yeah. Your thoughts? Um, I agree with you about her, like her comment about food scarcity being a bit too general. I think that, um, I think that what I've been hearing from a lot of colleagues who I admire is language around using this time or not putting pressure on ourselves during this time to be perfect. Like, yeah. And this is so corny, but it doesn't mean it's not true, but letting go is okay. It's really stressful uh-huh. right now. I mean, listen, you and I are in, you could say, privileged positions. We have jobs. Yes, um, we're in very we're privileged very positions. very lucky to have jobs. Yeah. And still, it's scary for both of us. Like, uh-huh. we have different anxieties. But um, even for for someone like me who has a job and um, I have – serious concerns and worries about the website and about the landscape of the internet. And I have worries about all kinds of things that are quite serious. 
-hmm. don't want to minimize my worries, nor do I want to state them here because it's not about me. Mm -hmm. Um, Haha, because that is my habit. Um, (laughs) But um, I would imagine that the things that are worrying me are worrying also a lot of people, small business owners. Of course. And um, retail employees and people who are out of work. And so on top of all that, if we have to worry about the physical, it's too much. Um, And this is, obviously, this is not even considering what the frontline people are going through. People have to go Mm -hmm. to work still every day to actually save lives and protect ours. Of course. So there's been a lot of good language um, about letting go and just kind of... um, so what if there's a quarantine 15? Maybe it's better if we all just come out of this like 15 pounds heavier or 20 pounds mm-hmm, heavier or 30 mm-hmm. pounds, whatever, um, without like obviously going into like a bad and unhealthy situation right? for heart disease and all that kind of stuff. Like, God, I, I don't want to piss off those people too. But I wonder if your language is switched from food scarcity and that kind of thing to you know what, it's really a stressful time for a lot of people. And I'm just going to, and you don't have to share your own personal story, see, but you can be like, look, I get it. It's stressful for a lot of people. And, you know, I I get that on top of that, it's appearances and all that, but I'm just going to let go because on top of the stress of worrying about whether or not I'm going to be infected or if my parents are going to get infected or this and that, the other, mm-hmm. but, putting on 15 pounds, like, is just not a trauma I want to take on right now. Like, you can say that in a very general term without disclosing your history. Um, And there are, you know, there are people like social workers and psychiatrists and psychologists out there who are writing and encouraging a more, um, a more kind approach to be to, mm-hmm. to ourselves in this time. But listen, Sash, I think the only the the one takeaway that I would want to see to have from this is even though I don't have specifically her history and that diagnosis, I think about it more than I I'm ashamed about how much I think about like how much are you eating? Yeah. And oh my God, the carb consumption today. Yeah. And so I can only imagine what you're going through. And I just want you to know, see, that you're not alone, that I don't want to even call it a weakness because it shouldn't be labeled that. But this, I don't know, this pressure to look a certain way and to be a certain way is so fucking heavy for everybody. Yeah. But that's why I feel like I don't think C, I mean, I love your advice and I think if C can do that, great. Um, but I just don't think, and, and because you and I come from such like a different perspective than C, like we haven't had to go through that trauma in our life. We are not reopening that wound right now in isolation. And this is what's happening to her. So that's why I'm like, maybe your best, you know, line of defense here is to have someone else deal with it. And that's why I would encourage her to talk to her human resources contact, because that would be the person who could shut it down. Because what happens if, uh, C does do what you what you tell her to, which is great advice. But then these fucking birds are like, oh, well, da da da, and they just go off and they think that having a a work discussion like 
the preamble, the pregame of the work chat is to always talk about food. No, like I actually think that is kind of inappropriate. Like, yes, I get that we're all in this together and that we're all trying to find commonality through this hard time. But I think it's actually quite inappropriate to be talking about food because you don't know what people's issues in are. That I hope, sense. In that sense. Yeah. Yes, yes. In that sense. Right. Like because you don't know what's going to trigger people. And I think, you know, I'm not I'm not saying these are like they're doing it out of malice, but I think that we've never been put in a situation like this where we're constantly in contact with people and we're home, which then stirs up, you know, more personal conversations for some weird reason that I just don't think that we need to put that on C when she's already dealing with so much. So that's why I would be like, fucking rip that shit off like a Band-Aid and talk to your HR or HR person to deal with it. Yep, that's one option. I think the other yeah. option too is like, I mean, as we both know, through like the training and the language that we've gotten even like in our workplace is sometimes some people like C just want to feel like their feelings are validated. Yes, like, that's true. Yeah, We're not necessarily here to give a solution and perhaps yeah. there is no solution. And I think a lot of people who are in a similar situation aren't looking for a solution. They're just looking to be understood. And so yeah. see if, if that is what you're looking for in writing this note to us, please know, understood. Like we feel you, we get you. Yeah. Like, and we're not trying to say that we're the same as you, but you know, we, there's so much empathy here and yeah, you've been heard for been sure. Heard. So um, there's one, um, there, there's yeah, actually one other, um, and I, I know that C's not on social media, but she should go on to uh, the Bir Birds of Papaya Instagram. She has a blog and she's actually been really vocal about um, this exact thing because she had um, a path with eating disorders. And this time in quarantine has actually triggered that again about her control over food and her consumption over food. So I feel like, again, trying to find those people who have um, been in the same situation and are going through the same situation would be a great support system for you as well. Okay, so moving on to our final question. I already so like much. the first word. Oh, okay. What's the first word? Well, well, it's hey, Sasha, thank me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm in lust mm. slash love with Bring my ex-boyfriend's brother. I'm yes. here. <laughs> attention. Here you this. have our attention. Some backstory. I met Jamal six years ago in grad school and we started dating. The relationship was nice, but after nine months, we mutually decided to break up. Nothing bad happened. The relationship just ran its course. However, in those nine months, I became pretty close to his family, especially his sister and older brother, Michael. All three siblings and I formed a really close friend group that is still going strong. About three years ago, I went on a trip to Hawaii with a group of friends that included my ex's brother, Michael, and that's where everything changed. Michael is hot, like really fucking hot. He's this, <laughs> he has this V-line in his abs that is so panty-melting hot that I, sorry, you get the point. We were drunk a lot on that trip, and I caught myself flirting and touching Michael in a way that I never did before. On our last night in Hawaii, Michael and I decided to take a walk. This is... Listen, this is one of my books that I read. Those yeah, I was books. just going to say, you can take this All to right, bed tonight. Just, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let me just take this from that, the start of that <laughs> sentence again. On our last night in Hawaii, Michael and I decided to take a walk on the beach and he confessed to being attracted to me. Before he could finish his sentence, I pretty much attacked him. We started making out heavy and it took all our restraint not to just have sex on that beach. 
Once the makeout session was over and we came to our senses, we both realized we couldn't actually allow anything to happen. He is extremely close to his brother, and for that matter, so am I, and neither wanted to hurt or jeopardize the relationship we have with Jamal. It's been three years of heated looks, all-night phone calls where we talk about everything, and lots and lots of flirty and sexual comments where we're in the same room. I recently told his sister how I felt, and she thinks we should just go for it. She mentioned that everyone around us has pretty much realized something is up and that her mother once commented that she was afraid we were about to have sex on her dinner table because we couldn't stop eye-fucking each other during dinner. (laughs) After telling Michael what his sister said, he told me that his dad recently pulled him aside and told him to man up and speak to Jamal about how he felt because it was pretty clear he's in love with me. It's been almost two months since that talk and I'm finally at a place where I just want to go for it and live with the consequences. Jamal is married and expecting his first child, so he has clearly moved on. Oh, my God. What What is the problem here? He's always telling me how much he just wants me to be happy and have something in my my life besides work. So I truly think he'll understand. Am I being naive? Am I a bad person for wanting to get with my ex's brother? I'm so scared, but I also know this can't continue um, as is for much longer because I truly believe in my soul. Michael is my person. What do you think we should do? Any advice, even if harsh, is welcome Thanks, Kaya. 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 This is short and sweet. Oh, what is that? My rice cooker. (laughs) The rice cooker is even fucking agreeing. (laughs) Fucking beep, beep, beep. Go for it. Kaya. We don't. Kaya. I think you're. Listen, I know. Okay, Sash, go. Because I think, yeah, I'm making these signals right now. Tell the people what I'm doing. Oh, she's putting a finger in a hole, which is just fucking (laughs) jam that shit out, Kaya. That is what she is miming. Kaya. Listen. Go get your boy. Go get your boy. Especially the whole family not only sees what's happening, they're rooting for it to happen. Mom, dad, sister. Mom, dad, sister, you're locked and loaded. Like, if you have that support, I don't know know what is holding you back. Also, I was reading, when you were reading it, I was like, oh, fuck, what's Michael's deal? Michael is with someone and has a baby? He is, oh, not Michael, Jamal, sorry. And as you were reading it, I was thinking, what the fuck's up with Jamal? Jamal is with somebody and has procreated. Dude doesn't give a fuck. and And he just wants you to be happy. Like, I don't understand what the problem is. And it's interesting that she would, it's so interesting that Kaya's held back how she feels about this so much so that she's written us um, and isn't getting the signs that this is like green light, go for it now. Well, I, and if, you know, I, you know what Duanna would say, Duanna would be like, well, I need to read deeper into this and the no. deeper, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, but the yes. deeper read into it is, um, you know, Kaya Kaya, you just said Michael is your person. And sometimes that's scary. Like, yes, to realize who your person is. And for so long, you guys have been holding back. And it is scary to take the plunge, 100%. And so I don't think, if I'm going to play Duanna here, I don't think this is necessarily about Jamal anymore. I think this is about you confronting the fact that, yeah, this is your person and you are gonna have to be ready to give yourself over to your person like this is it it sounds like this is it and that is scary but all the other factors like as you said sash jamal has moved on he has he's found his person yeah they were like they were jamal and kaya were only together for nine months first Mm -hmm. of all and 
Kaya and Michael have been like pining for each other for three years. Which has made it actually probably so basic. More than what Jamal and Kaya had anyway. So I think Kaya, you've built this up. This you've built this drama up too much, and probably so has Michael. It's time. Just it's gonna be fine, but the communication is key. Like, you know, don't let Jamal catch you dicking each other in the bathroom over Thanksgiving or whenever we're all safe to get together again. Like, yes, conversations need to be had and straight up. And then you roll out, you know, I'm curious, what are you, I think, are you isolating together though? Like what is happening here? Oh no, they're just talking on the phone. They're just talking on the phone. Right. I think what's, what's great is it's kind of played out exactly how it was meant to, that yes, it has been a really long time. Had this happened right out of the relationship with Jamal or even just like two years ago, she wouldn't have been ready the family wouldn't have been ready. Like it would have been way more complicated. It just yeah. seems like the perfect time now. There's like a lot of space um, that has happened since you and Jamal. Mm-hmm. And everyone's kind of like, and everyone's seeing it. Everyone, as I said before, is rooting for it. Like it's so perfect. And now all I want to do is see a picture of Michael because he sounds really fucking hot. Oh my and God. Also, I need the, like I need the ending of this like beach story, man. Well, I'm pretty sure you couldn't imagine what the end of the fucking beach story was. But, I, <laughs> but that's why I'm thinking like Kaya, like, yeah, as Lady and somehow Duanna peeked in on this too, is, um, is so yeah, like, you're the only one right now kind of holding your back from this future with mm-hmm. Michael. Um, and so you have Lady, Lady's blessing, my blessing to like, really go for it. Yes, you are overthinking it. Uh, just go for it. Like this is like this is like the ideal question for me because the answer is so simple. <laughs> but also, I think if you need any more encouragement um, and compliments, you know, ultimately, I think hopefully Jamal will realize you and Michael put your love on hold for three years. You well, lost sort of, sort three, of. Well, I mean, I think that what they did like talking on the phone all the time is such a, a small, a small piece of consummating what they had. Like they have sacrificed, if you want to use the word trips together, they've sacrificed dinners, birthdays, they've sacrificed a level of intimacy out of respect for Jamal. Like they basically fucked in Hawaii. What are you talking about? But they didn't. And then after that, it's been three years. Then they were like, whoa, 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 let's take a step back. And we're only going to talk on the phone and fucking like phone sex each other. Fine. But I mean, if you think about that's only that's a fraction. That's like a whisper, a shadow, a relationship. Can we agree that they take that one to the grave, though? I don't think Jamal ever needs to know that Hawaii happened. Right? Jamal doesn't need to know that Hawaii happened. But Jamal does need to know that for three years they've been holding off on true intimacy and really being together in a legitimate way because they were respecting him. Yes. And three years, I mean, I think especially in the time of COVID-19, like time is so important and like being able to do the things you want to do and be around the people you want to be and say the things you want to say is that much more important now. And they like, they press pause on whatever potential they had for three years out of respect for him. Like, I hope that he realizes that. I feel like he's going to. The fact that moms and pops are also down for this like I'm pretty sure Jamal also has seen it but didn't want to have that like 
uncomfortable conversation mm-hmm. with his brother. Like everyone's everyone's seen it. Everybody's down for it. Like, please just go for it. And dear fucking God, keep us posted. I need to know oh my God. what happens. The chemistry must be fucking like out of this world between these two people if the family members thought that they were going to fuck over the potatoes. Well, you, what was like over the, the dinner potatoes. table yeah, or whatever? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been with someone where they had a sibling that was super hot? I've always wished for that. I never uh, had that though. Who Have I been with someone and their sibling was super hot? Yeah. No, I don't think so. This is like a Sweet Valley High fucking. I have like, I know someone who I think their sibling is super hot. Who? But I've like, but the person I know isn't, hasn't isn't my boy hasn't been my boyfriend or ever my boyfriend or ever my ex. Okay, but you find their their sibling hot. Oh, Who? it's it's also unanimous that this person like everyone I know with disparate tastes like are into this brother. He 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 hits everybody's. He checks everybody. Do box. I know this person? I don't know if you've met this person. You've met the person like the person I know. You've met I know the ugly sibling. <laughs> isn't ugly actually i know i know the less attractive sibling the less sexy sibling yeah who is this <laughs> whisper whisper <laughs> who? i'll tell you after that you uh, yeah but so anyway okay so i so i'm i but i've never dated someone and then been like oh my god your brother is so hot ever yeah no me neither but that's why i'm like fuck this is like kaya you have hit the jackpot you've hit the family jackpot Fucking bullseye each one of those dudes. All right, Kaya. Um, good luck. Please, can you keep us posted on this one? Just because, yes. again, Sasha wants to know, and I'm perverted. Um, yeah. So we need an update on you and Michael. I want to know when it happens. We need some good news right now. Um, and that brings us to the close of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your questions. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and leave comments and reviews. We really appreciate it. And of course, keep your questions coming to me at Sasha at LaneyGossip.com. Bye. Stay, stay safe. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> 